It's Thursday, September 2nd, National Blueberry Popsicle Day. I'm not kidding. And you are watching and or listening to Uniform Exchange. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello, gentlemen. Last week, last week was and national. And we're back. <laughs> last week was National Women's Equality Day, and this week to follow it up, it's you know National Blue Popsicle Day. National. Anybody what? else think we should? Yeah, National Blue Popsicle Day. Oh, I thought like you said it was that... Blueberry Popsicle Day. I'm sorry. Your tongue. Which one is it? You know what? I don't know. Is there a difference between a blue popsicle and a blueberry popsicle? Absolutely. Great question. Absolutely. It's two different days of the year. Okay, well, That's then right. we should clarify that it is actually National Blueberry Popsicle Day, not Blue Popsicle Day, Thank which oh. I would say is only a small portion of the blue popsicles. Yes. If I had to guess. Because there's a lot of blue raspberries out there. That's a big, that's a popular one. So please, right. please specify. Thank you. You know, this there's the blue, whatever they put in the Mountain Dew at Taco Bell, blue, uh, like Blue Mountain Rush or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like what's a Blue Mountain? Most I of them, know. most of them, <laughs> <laughs> I think. You know, I don't know any red mountains off the top of my head. Uh, do you feel like maybe we've taken a step down in importance of days? Since last week, though, I mean, last week was National Women's Equality Day, and this week we followed up with Blueberry Popsicle Day. Should well, we, yeah. Then, should we probably not just do Women's Quality Day again? Well, listen, they had their day. <laughs> Every day. They had their day. <laughs> I told you guys off there we should probably have ended that as the last podcast we ever did because there's no coming back. I mean, look where we are right now. They just call, call the plug. That's I just so want to wrong. apologize to 50% of the world out there that just might have got offended by that. <laughs> oh, we do not feel that way. We do not feel no, we definitely do not. Uh, well, guys, welcome back to Uniform Exchange. Uh, obviously, this is a comedic week in review for the crazy world of sports, world of sports business and entertainment and so on. Uh, a quick introduction. I'm Michael Myers, the sports marketer and Chris and subsidiaries. That's right. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by the same three gentlemen. First up, uh, while most of us descended from monkeys, this man evidently descended from parrots. Chris Hartwig, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Hartwig, welcome, welcome oh, back to the show. Chris. Little curveball there. <laughs> you like that? Uh, next up in the top right corner today, what he lacks in years, he makes up in chandeliers. Mm. Although he's not sitting in front Ooh. of it today. Uh, from the sports marketer, the big sports guy, Josh Kyles. Josh, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Did you hear the raucous applause right there? That's great. Every week you get one of those. It's incredible. It's great. He, that big applause he, button again. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, the man whose nickname at his first job was... Here we go. Fancy McButtercakes. Goose Island's own dad number two, Mike Smith. Oh my goodness. Back with the Let's orange scream sickle. A hazy a milkshake rewrite. IPA. That is mm-hmm. that is sounds interesting. That does That's sound a rerun from if I'm not mistaken National Soft Ice Cream Day. 
Well, there, that was pineapple. This one's orange. So we're just going down the line of uh, fruits there. Citrus. I'm not sure that's true. I feel like wasn't the pineapple one sort of a spicy pineapple? Wasn't that a different day? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting all these days uh, confused. Uh -huh, yeah, that uh -huh. happens. It does. And I it have really to ask, does. before we go on, what hat are you wearing? Is that is that uh, an acorn with a squirrel with his tail and a money sign, I believe? Is that... A squirrel trying to get his nut? It is the blind squirrel who... Okay. Yeah, this is a buddy of mine. It's called Blind Squirrel Gaming. And uh, it's also a logo that we use for a few other things. But, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. It's, it's, it's the oldest story in the book, Mike. And really, it's sort of the mantra of this show. We do 27 shows. One of them is good mm -hmm. out of every 27. <clears throat> That's our note. Uh, That's so our we've note. Got, we got, yeah, we got yeah. seven more to finally have a good one. Hey, we'll have get a good there. one. Well, one of them. We'll one get of there. them will be good. Uh, it is. You, you tell me, Myers, though, if we're going to uh, promote something, show me that money, bitch. Uh, show me yeah. that money. <laughs> there was no intent to promote anything. I was just wearing an awesome hat. <laughs> it's not awesome? a real okay. It's, I don't think it's a real company. Um, it is our 20th episode, guys, though. It is the Emerald anniversary of the show I love that yeah. for us. and well done to the three of you you carry the show every week josh you tell me all the time and uh, yep. you're right you do and you're i appreciate welcome. it I'm you're welcome very i'm very grateful you're uh, are you guys ready for some topics yes sir josh will you like hit the screen for me just like rack it up rack it up i gotta put up to make me a safe house shake it up shake it up she got her hands on it that was good. That Josh. was freaking that cool. Was cool. That was cool. That was that was cool. That was pretty good. We're stepping it up. Uh, Show twenty. We're not messing around. We, we are. Uh, let's start by continuing a conversation or on a topic that we had last week. Um, we're going to start with sports gambling. Uh, we had reference to Michael Rubin and fanatics and some things that were happening in their world and an homage or at least a mention of a consideration of going into tickets and gaming and gambling and all those things. Well, this week it became official, according to the leader in the news industry, TMZ, uh, also backed by ESPN and then ultimately Variety. The wheels are in motion. And Jay-Z and Rock Nation not only were a part of that $325 million investment in Fanatics, but Jay-Z and Michael Rubin have applied for a gaming license in the state of New York to form what we didn't know the name of was last week. We now know the name is Fanatics Sportsbook. Ooh, Very creative. creative. Very creative. Man, they come up with time that? Come I would have liked to have they been brought in, room. Well, they brought in a big ad agency, had a meeting, it's like a three-day session and a lot of brainstorms, a lot of, a lot of storyboards. Mm. What are some other buzzwords in those meetings, Chris? You've been in those meetings. Storyboards. A lot of, oh. There's just a lot of ideation going on, left and right. Think tanking. Ad homonyms, think tanking. No idea is a bad idea. No idea. They were thinking outside the box. Except that one. one. I feel like I feel like there was a countdown clock that no one saw. Maybe someone threw like a shirt over it, and then all of a sudden this beeping started happening. Like, what is that? And they, the shirt came off. I'm like, we have 15 seconds to pick a name, and they landed on that. That fly nice. on the wall. That's all I'm saying. Fly on the wall. I'd say you're probably not far off. All those guesses are pretty good, um, but yeah, 
Jay-Z and Michael Rubin. Now, the it seems as though there are six people that have filed for gaming license in the state of New York. The state has said they will grant two. Um, it is uh, worth noting that Jay-Z is the only person from New York that's applied. Everybody else is from somewhere else. Uh, and Jay-Z's got a name. I have a feeling, I have a, I have a feeling if I were cast, if I were gambling. Okay, go on. If I, I would, here we go, money, guys. I would put my money on uh, Ruben and Jay-Z. I don't know about, what do you guys think? Hova. Well, I did see, uh, Hova. I did see a Business Insider article, which I can't actually see because I don't have a subscription, but it was, oh, yeah, we don't pay it was, for things. It was it's posted. only the first paragraph. <laughs> no, it's literally the first line, <laughs> but it's all I, it's all I need to know. Wow. It, it literally got published less than an hour ago that they had, uh, there's been some people following the trail of job postings on Fanatics, and they had apparently just poached a couple of execs from Penn and FanDuel. Uh, so, yeah, they've already started building out their team. And I think that's an interesting way, by the way, as a little aside, to kind of get an inside look at what some companies are doing is by looking at their job postings. I feel like a lot of these kind of news stories come from that. So that's a story that just broke. If anybody has a subscription, feel free to let me know what the article actually says. Um, but that was some news. Now we're going to play a little game called How Do You Get Your News? Josh went first with just the first sentence of an article that he can't really well, read. That's how the Chris, how do you follow that up? I I just listen to whatever Josh tells me is going on. Smart. Oh boy, I just feel like does, we're going down the rabbit hole. Does Josh tell you the news the way he reads it by starting out firmly and for the last sentence starts to fade out till you can <laughs> it just <laughs> ends in a dot dot dot. You know I'm a, you know I'm so shy. He turns his volume all the way up. Yeah. <laughs> what? For, for the record, guys, if you happen to jump onto the job postings and see three postings for co-hosts for uniform exchange doesn't mean anything <laughs> doesn't mean anything, doesn't mean anything. Mm, we're just testing out a system weird. we're just testing out an engine we're job engine for some for some other stuff yeah completely unrelated totally unrelated, totally unrelated. uh in the same vein of sports gambling uh, another piece of news trickled out this week that espn is exploring stepping into this space Chris, you sent me the article. I'm, I can set it up you if you want. Would you like to set it up? Did you read into it any further? Um, I'm I'm out of my four free articles for the month. Oh shoot! So, okay. So yeah, I'll give you the we highlights. Are a sad group of uninformed people. I'll give you the highlights. Somewhat people fun. wonder why I'm looking for three new co-hosts. Uh, it, it, first of all, it's not an operator's agreement; it's a licensing deal. So it's essentially they would be accepting a large sum of money from one of the current operators right now. I think DraftKings and FanDuel might have been the other one. I don't know. Actually, no, it's Caesars. DraftKings and Caesars is who they've been in con conversations with. Those two would then pay ESPN, and it is an estimated number of $3 billion to use the name ESPN to create an ESPN co-branded gambling site, sports book whatever the terminology is I'm supposed to use for what they're creating, but essentially they would have a gambling site branded with ESPN. I don't see how that could fail. I'm not kidding. Usually I make a joke. I, I, I don't see how that could fail. I think the fanatics thing is going to work. I, I don't see how they, I mean, I guess anything can fail, but ESPN has a very large built in user base that goes there for their information, including 
I mean, if this does, if this happens, ESPN will just transform their site into a portion of it being strictly for gambling, more so well, than one it qu- already is. One thing I have on that is like, um, I don't know how big ESPN's fantasy sports big uh, platform is. It's big. It's got to be top enormous, three, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when does it cross over into that world? When do you think? And I think this is going to be real. When do you? When are you going to start? betting on fantasy sports teams or leagues that have certain players in them to then you know know what i mean like win their leagues with like i see that in my crystal ball in the future interesting it it is going to be interesting to see how far down the ecosystem the gambling can go i mean they already do the obvious stuff the in-game get you can bet on the next pitch you can bet on all sorts of things that's an interesting concept can you imagine how many bets we would take on josh's fantasy football team and league it's it okay just, his team's okay it's just literally is it's it okay it's okay josh is okay team yeah. that's all it is it's all it ever will be this is okay <laughs> we the, it will the the success or failures of these fantasy teams will be discussed on this podcast as we get into football season there's going to be no avoiding Great. that i'm sure Tom, so I'm don't sure everybody's draft. super interested in hearing about do that. not draft poorly josh because i will again i, I don't want to have to but i will scour you on this on this program yeah i don't want to do yeah. that when did that invite come through? Because did you guys already have the draft? I don't think – did I miss it? Yeah, you guys – it bounced back. We sent something to you and Chris, oh. but it bounced back. You need to update your contact information. Yeah. My yeah. Ask Jeeves just bounces back, huh? Mike <laughs> at AskJeeves.com. <laughs> I don't think – I was the first and the only. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know any other AskJeeves.com email addresses. It's an uh, online I, butler. I did just send a note to one of my buddies whose email address is AOL still. Love and I that. love that. I love that for him. I do love that. <laughs> uh, any any other any any other things to add about ESPN well, I just, guys? I, I feel like I, I think dominated the, that. The, you did, but I mean it makes too much it does make almost too much sense, right? Like th- yeah. this is look at what Barstool, which you know is decent, uh Base, decent what what they, decent they got a strong base yeah they got a strong yes yeah, no no i mean they have a their brand say what you you want about it and and their following is strong so Very. espn is in a zillion times more uh you know households with with their their tv and espn plus and stuff like that so it gives you this whole and they've established themselves that they've covers they cover sports they cover sports gambling like and they're legitimate with all that so i mean it would it would like it'd be a turbo boost that i don't see how that you'd have to really try hard to make that fail it's a little it gets me a little bit uh sad because it just makes me think man if they had this opportunity with espn zone you know r.i.p espn zone because that would have just been absolutely perfect for them to go to with, with the brick and mortar spots right away um, I loved ESPN Zone. For I mean, the it was great. I mean, I, I, you can imagine that the top floor has all the games, arcades. You got a little space on the bottom floor. It's the sports book for the parents. That would have, uh, you know, I feel like that would have been a big boon to that business. Unfortunately, they're all rainforest cafes. That's now, a great so. point. I had not Dad, thought Dad, about that. Dad, can I have some more money for the the ski ball? No, son. I mean, on, honestly, if, if this goes through for <laughs> I ESPN. They may reboot. Yeah, why not? Just go up buy go buy all the Dave and Buster's and just rebrand them ESPN Zone and 
sport it up a little bit. I'm not kidding when I say that I well, loved the ESPNs in ESPN zone. I loved it. It was so much better than it. It was like the adult Dave and Busters. It was amazing. Well, think about, the, I mean, where does that, where is that possible? Caesars, right? Because Caesars and they convert sports books or at least one of their um, silos of sports books, William yeah, Hill they got or whatever. Where they, well, they're, yeah, they're in the space already. So that, and, but, and, but I don't know, can kids get into the casino to get into an ESPN zone? Although ESPN zone wasn't all kids. That was the thing with ESPN zones. It no, was not this, all kids. This is the ESPN betting zone or whatever. It's the 21 plus folks yeah, that are version of it. And they have that, what, what they've got is all that real estate out there with the, the riverboat casinos and the Vegas casinos and all that stuff that to that point of ESPN zone, you rebrand some of those as the ESPN sports book and you know, it's going to draw somebody in over the, Oh, there Ironic. was no, there was no countdown, but it did take us to the it, next topic. It did gong me. It did what it's yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. Move All right. On. Well, let's, let's move. We're going to move on to the next topic. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> did you hit the wrong button? <laughs> For anybody that is uh, listening at home, what we just saw was it looked like a, a uh, panda in front of a pink background making it rain uh, with money and saying, yeah. backstracks, backstracks. So that was we cool. have I feel been, weird inside. We have been probably tracking the vaccination, <laughs> vaccination news across sports for the last few months. You guys want to see that one more time? I feel yes, like we need please. to do no, that transition. No, no, no. Yes, Save it. You do. Backstrack, backstrack, backstrack. Yeah, that was a that was a panda. That was what you thought you saw. Yeah, yeah. Uh, vaccinations, guys. Yeah. Vaccinations. I mean, that is a smooth transition, guys. You got to admit that's a smooth transition. A lot of money went into that. It was smooth um, until we talked about it for a full minute and a half afterwards. But let's. let's <laughs> we're, we're, we're still. Hey, it's only episode twenty. We're still getting better. We're working on it. To be fair, it is actually it was a minute and 15 seconds now it's a minute 25 and four seconds it'll be a minute and a half you were right okay oh, uh, let's talk it's about happening. a few let's talk about some vaccination news chris i know again i keep referencing you but you've been all over this you've been all over this three of your favorite people or now they are yeah uh let's first let's talk about bob boone what do you know about bob boom chris bobby boone he's one of my favorite catchers in the 70s the phillies backstop during Back when he Pete, wasn't senile, evidently. Pete Ro- yeah, Pete Rose and <laughs> Gary Maddox and <laughs> Bake McBride and Steve Carlton and all those cats. Uh, yeah. Bob Boone is uh, an advisor for the Nationals. The Nationals put in place a requirement for everybody to be vaccinated. And uh, uh, the 73-year-old uh, super genius said, no, I'm going to quit. I will not get the vax. So, He's been there for 16 years. Yeah. yeah, And just his, walked out. I, I, yeah, I have a, a feeling that uh, he, he was ready to quit anyway. So this way he gets to make a, a, a MAGA stand. Oh, that way yeah. he can let everybody know how big of an idiot he is before quitting. <laughs> Love that for him. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, half the people think he's a genius and now a martyr. So it's a weird yeah. world that we live in. And that's that was Bob Boone's. I guess that yeah. was Bob Boone's choice. So Bob Boone is gone. Uh, I, I major think League. Aaron Boone is going to have Aaron Boone, the manager, his son, the manager of the uh, who, Yankees, by the way, is, is vaccinated. Have to go through a whole lot of shit now. 
from New by York. By the way, media, Aaron Aaron fans. Boone is vaccinated. Aaron Boone yeah. is vaccinated. Yes. So yeah. I probably won't have to go through too much shit, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, Al Leiter, another one of yeah. Chris's favorites, and John Smoltz, one of Mike's favorites. Uh, Absolutely. Major League Baseball, MLB Network analysts, similar situation. Uh, two seemingly intelligent guys. Uh, have also selected to or elected to refrain from receiving the vaccine and thus will be relegated to working remotely for every telecast that they're that, on. That makes me think, does, does, does the term seemingly intelligent mean they used to have a mean curveball back in the day? Because it doesn't seem it does. that they're that intelligent. <laughs> it it really doesn't. This is not their shining moment. I can I can tell you that. Um. I'd love to just grab any one of these four people and ask them one question. What's something that you've probably done in your life, eat, drank, put in your body that uh, you don't know where it came from or what was actually in it? And then like can you compare that to a vaccine? That yeah, like 97% of things. That makes too much sense though, Mike. That's the problem. Yeah. Pretty much everything they've ever ingested, they didn't really do any research to see where it came from, I would imagine. Yeah. My, my point is, like, yeah. why put your flag down on the vaccine? Lose well, your I job, think, you know, get work remote, like, I don't know. Taking a step back for a second, just in complete seriousness and sincerity for just a moment, it's a weird space that we're in right now that, that this became a political thing everybody's got a statement about this and that and they've got all these micro reasons about the science isn't in on masks i'm sorry if the science wasn't in on masks doctors and nurses wouldn't wear them all the time that they, they wouldn't they would be like well it's un, it's unclear they don't they wear them anybody or who's in a situation they like that they breathe through them they wouldn't wear them they wouldn't but wear they them. can perform very intricate surgeries that last 20 hours with a mask on and they're just fine. You guys yeah. are making Joe way, over here. you guys are making way too much sense. Like I, it's just unfortunate, on. though. Like <clears throat> it's just unfortunate that we are forced as a society to choose what is essentially now. It, you know what? Politics is now a sport. You have the red team. That's your team. You're going to root for them no matter what happens. You've got the blue team. You're going to root for them no matter what happens. And the problem with that is if you equate it to sports, think back to the days of, let's use Barry Bonds as an example. If you were a San Francisco Giants fan, when Barry Bonds was going through all the stuff he was going through, it was pretty common knowledge across the globe that the guy used steroids. There was a lot of proof that he used steroids. But if you were a Giants fan, how did you react to that? You were okay with it. You're like, well, as long as he's hitting home runs. Because why? Because he's on my team. 29 other teams were like, kick the guy out, take away this, you shouldn't be playing, all these things. But if you were a San Francisco Giants fan, you didn't feel that way. And that's what we have in politics now. If somebody on the red side says vaccines are, vaccines are stealing your civil liberties, well, guess what? Now we all have to feel that way. And it's just crazy to me. I don't, I don't quite get it. Can we start a sports book where we only do politicians if this is a new sport in your mind? Because I think that has some legs. You could. Uh, <laughs> bet on red, bet on blue. Hey. Uh, Don't not, bet on Texas. To be fair, Mike, if you'll recall, I was actually, I watched the presidential election at Mike Smith's house this year. And while we're watching the election, there was a moment where I start. they had bets. You could place bets on Biden versus uh, Trump 
And at one point, it was eight to one Trump. If you had bet $5,000 at that moment, you would have won $40,000 two days later or whatever. You can bet on it now. So, yeah, Mike, I think you can start a sports book where you're just gambling on politics because I think we're already and there. just to clarify that night, you stopped over unannounced. You <laughs> handed me my mail, and I said thank you. And you were watching this through the window in my front yard. Still creepy to this day. Mm-hmm. It's all true. Still creepy. It's all true. But we were texting. It wasn't like you didn't know I was there. Yeah, but I didn't answer any of the texts. Anyway, I'm going to try this thing. Watch this. It doesn't New work. Topic. Wait, work we still have a today. minute and 17 seconds. Uh, all right. Uh, the U.S. Open announced that all spectators, 12 and up, have to be vaccinated. Uh, they must show proof of at least one dose of vaccination. They do not, however, require their players to be vaccinated. And just a quick snapshot, and you guys may already know this, but I'm going to run down the percentages of each sports players that are vaccinated. Okay. And I'll stop it. I'll stop when I get to tennis. Okay. WNBA, 99% vaccinated. Oh, NBA, yeah. 90% back in July. So I don't know what it is now, but it's higher. MLS, 95%. NFL, 93%. NHL and Major League Baseball, both 85% as of July. So it's probably higher now. PGA, where every player is an independent contractor, 70%. So there was definitely a precipitous drop-off because there was no forcing anybody to do anything. Now you get to tennis. Women's tennis, WTA. Men's tennis, ATP. Both. At 50%. 50% vaccination of players. And to hear some of the please players talk about getting vaccinated is sadly not comical. Ooh. Ooh. I hear something. Ooh. You guys have any... We have 30 seconds to respond to this. What do you guys think about this? Two out of three in bed. I, th- I, I'm interested <laughs> to know how much of that is about where those players are from and access in their home countries. I mean, if at this point in the game, it doesn't seem like that would be for people that have higher, you know, uh, amounts of money and resources to be able to get the vaccine. That's interesting that they, they ought to do a study. Just look at tennis players. What's going on there. And I don't know anybody who, else. I don't know who they is, but Chris will figure it out. Those people. Those <laughs> Those people better do a study. Chris and, is too uh, Chris is too frustrated to even speak right now. Chris, you had a dial. You had a little. Come on, man! You're you like 150 words in on this podcast. You're holding back. What yeah, do you do got? You want, do What's you on your bird? Do you want to let loose on that rant you sent me the other day or earlier today? Um, <laughs> if I if I have to bleep it, it will be significant. You want to give a, you want to give a little, little snippet? It'll be worse than the Lee Ilya <laughs> by far. Let me let me just tell you, friends. Uh, my my brother-in-law sent this to me that if you want to get this, uh, mcsweeneys.net, m c s w e e n e y s dot net. Uh, Wendy Molino, M O L Y N E U X. Um, I'll just read the the, the headline because it sums it up. Um, Oh my fucking god! Get the fucking vaccine already, you fucking fucks. <laughs> that sounds like a great campaign. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, couldn't yeah, we... I? Really, truly, in that case, could not have said it better myself. I just—it's yeah. a—it's uh, funny uh, from one perspective reading it, and it's infuriating because it's 
it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Like one of the points in there is like, because your arm basically with a, a lot of fucks in there, but that your arm, because your arm's going to hurt, you're you're willing to put a, you know, an infant on a respirator because your arm's going to hurt for a day. I mean, that that's, you know, th- that's the excuses that I've heard, right? Like I haven't heard, like I haven't seen people have bad reactions to this. I haven't, I mean, nowhere, right? It's this concept of that there's a, you know, a, 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 a 5g chip somehow in here that's now going to follow you what are you doing yeah that is idiotic i'm sorry no i'm not sorry what america they're already following us yes you don't have to inject it inside you because you got it right here the whole time hey man i'm just impressed i'm just impressed that all 190 countries in the world right however many countries there are we're able to get on on board together we all have the same plan. Everybody, you know, everybody's doing it. So kudos to the world for finally coming together to take over the population with vaccines. Congrats. We did it. It's New a great topic. point. Yay. It's a great point. <laughs> I do want to add. Well, that was pretty cool. That was pretty good. I do want to add, though, I've never been an Urban Meyer fan, but when he accidentally let slip that that the vaccination <laughs> status of players might be considered when they think about who to cut, and then he had to backtrack on it a day later, that was probably oh, the boy. finest Urban Meyer moment for me ever to be like, at least he acknowledged that they're going to look. If you're on the cusp, of course. If you're on the cusp, if you're like a maybe, and you're not vaccinated, another guy's a maybe, and he is, give me a break i'm taking the guy's vaccinated well, because i don't want to get stuck missing a game yeah. because everybody got infected because i got a guy on my team that's not vaccinated yeah it's good well, business it's funny though because urban meyer is one of the last guys that i would have expected uh to line up and get the vaccine i see him on the uh, it's got a chip in it and it's not for well, me well i see him on a guy but, above all things that wants to win yeah, games he wants to and win. when the nfl but, put out no, but, rules that but that's you right but if, if, if somebody with some intelligence puts in place well, we're not going to find Roger Goodell has intelligence in the next segment, but the you, some people you put some intelligent rules in place, and there's a lot of money at stake. You got to get the vax, or you're you know you could get cut, or you're going to suffer a lot more consequences and testing and all that other shit. Then suddenly, oh, okay, I'll get it now. I mean, yeah, yep. Hey, money I, talks kudos, above everything kudos, else, right? Kudos to the leagues for encouraging through uh, force people <laughs> to get vaccines a little bit. <laughs> Uh, all right, next topic. Oh, we, we're just going to do it, Josh. We don't have to do it. I know, that, but that's my... That's you saying next topic? Yeah. Uh, next topic. The uh, This one's a personal one for a couple of guys. Uh, oh, by the way, I put this great headline together that says, bros who chose to say no's, even those those who knows knows. What about... I didn't even get to air that. You like that? That was for the vaccination. Oh. Yeah. Well, let's move on. How many hours a day do you get these headlines? They're brilliant, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. But how many Thank hours? You. The NFL, no forgetting lies. NFL and Stan Kroenke versus the city of St. Louis. Uh, this is a story that, in my opinion, should be much bigger than what it has been treated. And it's partially not much bigger because it's been going on for five years. And it's also partially not bigger because it's very easy for anyone not from the city that's affected, because really there's only one city that was affected. It's very easy to say, well, this is just local bias and it's just sour grapes. When in fact, when you peel it back and look, it's becomes pretty obvious that there's a lot more to this and it will affect other cities in the future if they don't deal with it now. 
Um, the story, I'll give you the most recent update. Um, the city of St. Louis, so the, the Los Angeles Rams left the city of St. Louis, what is it, five years ago now, and went to Los Angeles. I think it was 2016. They left and moved and went back to Los Angeles. Stan Kroenke had bought the team. He was a minority owner with Georgia Frontier. Then he took over, I think, in 2010 as the majority owner. And then in 2016, picked up the franchise and moved it to Los Angeles. And on the surface, that seems like a very fair and normal thing. Uh, As a person who considers St. Louis my nearest home city and the home city for my sports teams, and I was a Rams fan, I was a Cardinals fan before that, I can freely admit that from a business standpoint, your franchise is worth a lot more in the city of Los Angeles than it ever would be in the city of St. Louis. That's a fact. That's an undeniable fact. So if I'm the owner of a team and I'm choosing between putting them in Los Angeles and St. Louis, I'm picking Los Angeles because my franchise could be worth three times as much. So that's not in dispute whether it was an intelligent thing to do. The question is, and my assertion, and I'm not nearly alone in this, was that the NFL needed to identify an owner that could afford to do in Los Angeles what the NFL wanted to have done in Los Angeles. So instead of going to a franchise that probably deserved, or a city that probably did deserve to lose a franchise, of which there were five or six at the time, they instead went to the city with the wealthiest owner and said, all right, now maybe they didn't initiate. I shouldn't say they went to him and said, you should move to LA. The proof actually is reversed that he went and bought the land in Los Angeles in 2013, that it became, the league became aware of it in 2013, uh, that Roger Goodell claimed that he did not know of it when you can, if you, uh, based on the phone conversation of 2013, they basically said, okay, you guys are going to buy this land in Los Angeles. We will, we'll, we'll play our role in keeping it confidential. I can read you the quote, but that's essentially what it said. We'll keep it confidential. And then in 2014, there is an email from the Rams to the NFL saying, hey, this thing about us buying the land in L.A. is about to come out. Uh, You know, we got to do something. And so Roger Goodell basically in his Super Bowl press conference that year said, yeah, 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 we know. We know they bought the land, but no plans to build an NFL franchise there to our knowledge clearly uh, we just don't see the connection not not anything we know anything about obviously of course all the communication prior to that shows they do um this last week if i jump way forward without going too much into detail the cronky team attempted to get the judge to rule that st louis was a an unfair place to hold a trial because of public sentiment and that it should be moved And the judge basically said, and I'm going to paraphrase, well, your entire case was built on the fact that you moved because the city of St. Louis didn't care about this football team. And now you're coming in here and saying that you can't hold the case here because the city of St. Louis cares too much about this football team. So you kind of can't have it both ways. So they declined it. And this is a string of 18 or so rulings that have gone against the Cronky team and in favor of the St. Louis uh, city. I'll stop for a second, let you guys respond. There's other stuff. Oh my I God, your audio cut out like eight I knew minutes you were ago. Say that. Can I knew you, you please say that. just paraphrase what just happened? I'm, I'm so lost. <laughs> yes. I got Ram, St. Louis, and LA. What's yes. going on? 
Anyone, uh, somebody. I'll, I'll joke. I'll joking aside. I think this should be a lot bigger case than it is. I agreed with what you said seven minutes ago uh, <laughs> on that, and um, it, it blows my mind. Like this is just another example of uh, what has happened, what continues to happen on a bigger scale outside of the fans knowing what's going on, and it, it really hurts. You know, the franchise franchises, the cities that uh, are losing teams for uh, money outside of of what they'll ever see. It, it just it's unfortunate and i think this one's going to get swept under the rug and it's oh, never no. going to get the spotlight it needs i yeah that last part i'll disagree thankfully i'll disagree with that last part anybody else unfortunately this one won't i don't think it'll get swept under the rug because they you keep think losing. it's going to get yeah it's, yeah it's gonna it's it's what's going to happen it my prediction is it's going to be set to go to trial um but because of some of the other rulings that just happened, and I have to let Josh talk because he's an LA guy and I know he just doesn't agree with all the things I'm saying. Um, the, the last thing that was fought was whether or not Stan Kroenke, Robert Kraft, uh, and three other owners, of which I'm not thinking of right off the top of my head, would have to disclose all of their financial information all of it. They've already done the phone records and all that stuff. Now it's all of their personal and professional financial records. And these all are like, and these are like the five of the biggest owners in the league: the Maras, the Roonies, the uh, Cronky. Yes, that's it. Yeah, Maras and Roonies. Yeah, the two, two of the others. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so my personal feeling is that once that became official, now they're going to take a few swings here and there to try and make some things happen. There is no way those five guys and the NFL are going to want to open up their books, not just because of the obvious reasons, but because if they open up their books, then the players association and the players see how much money the owners are actually making. And if they do that, well, then they get to compare it to the rev share and the split that comes to the players. And it's probably Can most of the time. Worms. Yeah, it's, a lot, it's not good. And then Robert Kraft's going to have some like massage parlors on there and stuff. And like, just, you know, <laughs> There's some stuff out there that I'm sure these guys, I'm kidding about that, but I'm sure there's some stuff these guys are not going to want to see. I'm not, you shouldn't kid about that. It's, it's real. So I think there'll be a settlement. At the end of the day, there's going to be a settlement. Millions of dollars are going to go somewhere. It's not like St. Louis gets their team back. Nope. Or they're going to see a dollar of the millions they will. That are going to be well, who's that going e to go even, to? Even I mean, so I, I know some people, Myers yourself included, think that a settlement could wind <laughs> up being close to a billion dollars, which might not be out of be. the question. And yeah. should it get to that point, and a lot of people think it will, I think fifty percent of that money in a settlement would go to the state. Uh, they have a tort, mm -hmm. uh, like a, a a tort fund. <sighs> um, yeah. So fifty immediately, fifty percent of that money would not go to St. Louis. Now maybe you right. know, indirectly, it would wind up back in St. Louis and some type of investments as we see, as we see state governments love to invest in their, um, in their constituents. But um, thank you. Shout out Texas. Um, but no, I think, I think from my, from, from some perspectives, it's certainly, you know, I mean, it sounds like a lot of whining about a business decision that was made and the lying it's like, well, Goodell is not beholden to the media or to shareholders. He's beholden to the owners that, yep. you know, wanted him to keep this confidential. Now there's better ways to go. There's more tactful ways to go about that, which obviously he did not do. So when you're caught just 
boldly lying in front of people, you're going to lose trust and there's going to be different rabbit holes you get pulled down, which is where they're at now. Um, but to your point, I think regardless of if they feel that they could win a, a, a suit that went to court, I don't think they want any of those numbers getting out. They don't want their, their finances getting out. They don't want it to drag on because if it goes to court, then they're going to appeal and it's going to be another five years down the line. So yes, I, I I do think on, in some ways it sounds like whining and complaining by our St. Louis man Myers, but there was obviously a lot of economic fallout from, from that decision. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. The the reason that I get upset about it is, I'm not saying it was not something that should and could have been done. I'm saying they picked a city based on the owner, not based on the city. But then they went out and publicly stated that they did it because the city wasn't supporting the team. Right. And they burned the city to the ground in the media in an attempt to make it fit the narrative of their relocation guidelines that were up until that day, the law. And then when it became clear that they weren't adhering to the relocation guidelines, they said, no, no, those are just guidelines. Those aren't really the law. Unfortunately for Roger Goodell, he has been publicly caught and or witnessed saying that it was the law and it was the the law that they abided by up until that moment. But anyway, it's pretty well, obvious. Goodell knows. Goodell you know. as much as you know, we uh, can, can find issues with it. He's a freaking brilliant guy and he's a, yeah. he's an attorney so he he knows and it's it is it's dragging it out it uh in terms of just fighting it fighting it fighting it and maybe it goes away or or whatever but i think that um the fascinating thing is talking about them not getting their team back in st louis right I mean, that it's funny how that always happens with me um <laughs> i actually started at 10 seconds as soon as i know i know i heard you pause it when you were talking <laughs> earlier <you son> <laughs> Bastard. That, but the the uh, the uh, the thing is, like, that, I mean, maybe and maybe that's part, the big part of the settlement is that the, the you know this is and it's worth whatever billions of dollars for a team. St. Louis, okay, you get the next expansion team. I can see that happening. But what's the the thing that isn't talked about, but is fascinating to me about this whole thing of him Cronky leaving St. Louis. He's from Missouri. He's named after Stan freaking usual. He is a St. Louis guy, supposedly. Well, you know so what? He's a St. Louis guy, but he's a businessman. So, well, <laughs> ooh, he just got Josh Kelly. It's true. He dropped his own mic. He did <laughs> and caught it. It was nice. That was pretty. That was pretty cool. It's an expensive yeah. mic. He caught that. But that's what it all comes down to. That, in, in all seriousness, right, Josh? Is like. Yeah. That's where the money was. It's just like these owners where a lot of them are playing on the red team in the NFL, but you're damn, they're damn sure they're going to put the, the rules in place that guys have to get vaccinated so that they play the games and make their money. That's the most important thing for them. They That's all pray at the same out. altar. They all pray at the well, same just, altar yes. and it's green. I just, I yeah. just want to do the show of hands. Who here thinks? No, put it down. Oh, no, don't sorry. show your hands. You just said show your hands. I thought it was a show. Who here? I thought it was a show of hands. Thinks that St. Louis is going to get a monorail out of this deal. <laughs> That's the settlement. <laughs> yeah, we get, yeah. like, we get, I'll, build you, I'll, I'll build you a monorail, huh? What'd you say? <laughs> a monorail? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that was. I, I appreciate that, guys. And we are going to talk about that. 
We are going to continue to talk about that as we move forward. Hey, Mike, is there a fly on your screen? Will you get it for me? How did you not realize I wanted you to hit the screen and you went up and you 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 tickled your screen? I already broke the screen. I can't even see it. He Let's tickled see. the fly away like that. I don't, yeah, who, because who goes I, after a fly like this? Who does that? It's, like it's they're just, eating a nice fly. Like they're tasting nice pudding. They're happy drunk flies. It's like you're tasting pudding or something. Uh, how do you know right. how I taste pudding? Because <laughs> I, I watch you from outside your window. Okay. <laughs> uh, here we go. This topic sounds real. That's the headline. This topic sounds real. Um, who knows about Bishop Sycamore? Nobody, Anyone? apparently. Well, apparently, <laughs> apparently nobody does. Getting a lot of headlines this week for something nobody knows about. So Definitely Sunday not night. not the programming people at ESPN or the good oh. folks at Paragon, apparently. Oh, that was a rough one. Sunday night, British Sycamore played IMG Academy on British ESPN. What? Did you say British yeah, Sycamore? Similar. Did I say British? I meant Bishop. <laughs> yeah. Bishop new Sycamore. Topic. New topic. New topic. Hello, uh, we're British football players. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first the sign ball. that something was wrong when they showed up with a soccer ball. I mean, that was. <laughs> <laughs> we have some pads and helmets you can borrow. The show must go on. So <laughs> Sunday night, Bishop Sycamore played IMG Academy on ESPN with, as a side note, IMG winning 58 to nothing. Uh, Axios did a great job of recapping this, so I'm going to use their recap just to yeah, sort, this, recap to sort is, of set that. Ke- Kendall's fan- recap is, is brilliant. Yeah, it was fantastic. So it starts with the week with a headline reading fake high school. I'm not going to get exactly right, but but high school dupes ESPN ends up on national TV, which is sort of a funny headline. Ha ha ha. Yeah, but true, but funny. And then as I started digging into this, it became much more, I don't know if I want to use the word sinister, but uh, definitely um, not as comical it was when it started. ESPN announces the next day that uh, Bishop Sycamore lied about having Division One players on their roster. Well, they, they said they it lied. on the broadcast. They, the, huh. guy, the guys on the broadcast, I mean, they came out and acknowledged that they had. But yeah, I mean, the guys on the yeah, broadcast. Yeah, even at the end of the broadcast, the guys are like, uh... I, we can't verify that any of these guys are on They're T1 like, Well, these guys told us that they have a ton of highly recruited uh, players on their team, but when we looked on our website and, and a couple others, we couldn't find them. So we're not saying they lied, but something fishy's going on here, guys. Imagine that happening, and it, I'm, you don't have to imagine. You can go and watch it, but imagine that happening in the middle of a broadcast where the announcers are forced to say, Something doesn't feel quite right about this game that we're currently broadcasting to you and announcing for. You know what? They they were probably holding it in like for three quarters because they had all these thoughts before they did all the research before the game. I mean, like what what that week leading up to it must have been like, we're really going to broadcast this game like this isn't a real team. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it, then it came out that uh, Bishop Sycamore played a game on Friday, two days before that, which I don't think you're supposed to do. Play two games in three days. I with, don't know what the rules are. With and, children? But that doesn't no. That doesn't feel right. <laughs> well, fortunately, that also came out that no children were playing on this team. Right. That was the next thing that came out. A lot of 19, 20-year-olds. Uh, but then it came out that Bishop Sycamore wasn't a school at all. Um, they used to operate under the name Christian of Faith Academy. That collapsed in 2018 under fraud allegations, so they rebranded well, as Bishop I mean, Sycamore. If nothing else, Christians of Faith Academy and Bishop Sycamore sound like they're Christian. 
yeah. you know, religious Catholic schools, schools they, right? Parochial. They, they weren't, and they never pretended that they were. They just put named that name themselves that. Hey, well, it's welcome crazy. to the welcome to the show, Archdiocese Uniform Exchange. It's uh, <laughs> we're not we're not saying we are parochial, but you know. I just I just feel that that we had a sponsor a few weeks back that offered uh, a certain service that might have. Uh, uh, helped out with this situation before it got to national TV on Sunday. Yeah, I, well, I can't remember the name of that sponsor. It was a one-week sponsor, that. but yeah, just a little bit of research. Mm. Just a little research. bit of research. Just yeah. a little research. I, th I think it was a, yeah. Uh, they claim to be an online-only charter school out of Columbus, Ohio, which sounds to me like Ohio State. Uh, the Department <laughs> of Education. <laughs> that was good. You like that? Lie, baby. You, you like that? The Ohio State University. Uh, the Department of Education lists no school under that name. The state lists the address, which this is confusing to me. It says they don't list the school, but then it says the state does have, maybe it's the Athletic Association, has the address as an indoor sports facility. The recruiting address is a library, the Franklin County Library, Franklin University Library. I don't know what the Franklin University their website, is. Their website, which was recently taken down, has a P.O. box for their address. So That's hot. That's hot. <laughs> so you know um, it's legit. Yeah. Yeah, a quick look at their record. They, if you just look at the the the, the bishop, uh, the the the, uh, the British, bishop Sycamore, the yeah, British. British. I, I'm so hung up on the name. If you just look at the bishop Sycamore record, they're zero and how many ever games they've played since 2019. They have no wins. Uh, outscored 342 to 49. Hmm. Former players are coming forward and saying things like, look, when we first moved out there, we stayed in the hotel for like five months. We didn't go to school. We didn't have practice. We just went to the games. They recruited well, us telling that, us we like, were going to be on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that to me, yeah. the, 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 whole, the craziest thing about this, like, okay, and there's so you're your gonna, sign. You're going to be, yeah. a, you know, you're going to be a fraud. You're going to be this athletic factory and you're going to, you know, bring in a bunch of money doing that. And they didn't practice. They didn't like, I, I like what are they doing? <laughs> where in the world? Usually you guys? start. Usually you start your sentences like that. That was a new one where what? you finished a sentence <laughs> like that. That was good. I didn't come you... to play school. I came to. I didn't come to play in a school. Hotel room for a while and then get on ESPN on Sunday night. <laughs> Josh, there's and, Josh's line. And of all the, and then on top of it, you're like, well, you know, we're kind of shady. We're kind of just making this thing happen. Let's go on ESPN against the top athletic you know focused yeah. high school program and get our asses beat with a giant spotlight on us to show that we are we are uh you know a, a empty vacuum of a school it's crazy yeah. well i don't mean to interrupt you chris but we did but just get a call in Ooh. from Ooh. one of the players on bishop sycamore and i'm going to bring him in now i'm so excited for this ladies and gentlemen jake <laughs> bren captain of the bishop sycamore football team <laughs> Jake, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining. I know it's a tough time for you guys. Uh, he looks like I a bishop the, with that kind of like with that robe and the got a halo above his head. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So before I let the group ask any questions, Jake, I've got a, a couple of questions for you that, that, that I, I, we had a little bit of trouble. Our fact checkers had a little bit of trouble finding you on the roster. So <laughs> can you just where are you from, Jake? The United States of America. That makes sense. Oh, thank God. Is he a swimmer? <laughs> the U.S. swimmer. Um, I've got your birthday here as one one one. Is that is that correct? 
No, it should read as one, one, and then minus whatever the year is by 18. <laughs> so it's like a math equation for when you were born. So it's on us. I get it. Yeah, I'm 18. Does your birthday uh, change, Jake? <laughs> No, it's in a spring. Don't answer that. It's a leap year. It's a leap year. Don't answer it. Leap years break the system. That that makes perfect sense. Okay. Um, All right. So, well, where did – I don't have any history on you. So, where did you play football before you played it at uh, Bishop Bishop Sycamore? It's a town called Metropolis, just outside of Pleasantville. (laughs) And – I was the eighth best player on the sixth best team. (laughs) I got you. I got you. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What positions (laughs) did you play? All of them, but none of them at the same time. That's pretty good. He was a, he was a Rover. I like that. I do like that. So what's it like playing for these guys? Is it, you know, I don't know. What's it like playing for Bishop Sycamore? So it's really fun. We have a player book. We don't have to learn the plays, just the names of the other players on the team. Um, It's a lot of running. Um, Actually, I don't really know what we do. Um, Jake, what's been your your favorite class so far? What what classes (laughs) do they have you guys in? Um, Intro to film, um, taught by Jeff Winger. Are you ever in the same room with any other players? Yes, we aren't really allowed to leave each other's sides. Um, we, we're kind of all thrown in the same room together, and we all sleep in the same room, and we all take classes in the same room. Um, I've actually never, ever seen a different person that wasn't on my team. <laughs> you sequestered with the group. That's good. So you mentioned you guys do a lot of running. What's the running? Is that talk about the conditioning a little bit what's that for uh it's just to be in shape so we can play um these other high level high school football teams of course yeah so, um we've perfected the art of chasing down um other teams players down the sideline because they kind of <laughs> for some reason they like to they like to find empty space on the field and run towards them so we do a lot of sprints um and it, it's always just difficult. We're always winded. And even after all the sprints, we never end up actually in shape. That's good. Jake, I with, like with that. all that I conditioning, like that. what just, uh, what happened against IMG, man? What happened against what, – what, that's, that's a big loss. What happened there? Yeah, 58 to nothing is a large score, Jake. Well, we think that there was something going on with the scoreboard, mm. um, with the clock. <laughs> It seemed that it was every running time, every time the 15 minute clock would end, it would restart and we would just have to keep playing. That, that is a problem. Oh, it was terrible. Well, um, that's amazing. I didn't mean and to cut apparently you off. These guys are going to places called Alabama and Ohio and a state called LSU. None of us were really familiar with that, but. It didn't can, seem very fair or real. We're not sure if the team we were playing was legitimate or if they it, were actual high schoolers. 
Bungie had not non-high schoolers playing you guys. I can I can understand why you might fear that. Uh, all right, Jake, we're gonna let you go. One last question: What's next for your guys? What do you have? Well, we've got two games scheduled in the next three days that we're really excited to go play. <laughs> um, but after that, I think it's back to the coal mines. <laughs> <laughs> the coal mines. Thank God you do so many sprints to stay uh, in shape for those two games in three. And the coal mines. <clears throat> and the coal mines. Well, Jake, I know you're a busy guy with all the practice and everything else and the coal mines, I guess. Uh, so we'll let you go. But we just thanks again for ju- stopping in, and we appreciate your time, Jake. Yeah, good luck with everything, Jake. Good luck blink twice games. if you need help, Jake. <laughs> oh, God, he blinked. He blinked. <laughs> See you, gentlemen. Oh, I cut him off. I cut him off again. Sorry, Jake. I think I cut we got you off, it. Brandon. I think we got it. <laughs> wow. I, how oh, many I other shows? Two of them for Jake. Hold on a second. How many other people have Bishop Sycamore players on their show? Have, there, have you seen any other interviews with the current captain? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is amazing. The scoop. the scoop. The investigative work. Oh, so I think good. we're going to wind up on Netflix. We might. We just might. Uh, always grateful to, uh, to 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 Jake for joining Thank us. Thank you, Jake. Uh, all right. Last last but not least, we are down to uh, we're down to our last five minutes. So rapid topics, gentlemen. Is there anything you want to talk about? I've got a, I've got one at least to talk about. Do you guys have anything you want to talk about? Here's something I bet you guys didn't hear about, and I want to go first because it is. Is, By the way, how uh, great is Jake? How great is that guy? He's the MVP. I mean, he's great, but like Chris has said, like three things this whole show. I'm very I'm in, the, I'm in the middle of a sentence, but that's yep. okay. He's like going down. The only thing he's wanted to talk about is what he's going to say right I've now. I've been waiting. I'm the worst. To... Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. Stop it. Um, hey, Chris, come here. Chris is Chris. crying. Oh, this is over here. Finally. We've lost a minute, and it's my fault, Chris. What's your All right, so about? here's the thing, and I want to go first because it's actually it's 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 a bummer. It ends okay, but it's still. I don't want this to be the last thing we talk about. Is the death of Amadou Campos Silva this last weekend? Did you hear about this that. on the Pro Bull Riders tour? I did not. Tell me about this. I'm yeah. Interested. So his spur was caught in the uh, flank strap of Classic Man, and. Uh, Got this just happened. Way. This just happened on Saturday, and okay. this is not setting up a joke. It's, re- nope. it's really no jokes really coming happened. here. I'm I'm listening. And so he got stomped by the bucking by by classic man, uh, and the 22 year old uh, young man mm. from Brazil, who is his, in his second season here in the states, uh, was died was killed. So um, what sport is terrible. this? Pro I, I, Bowl, a... I'm sorry. It was at the Velocity Tour event for Pro Bowl Riders, PBR. Oh, PBR. Okay, professional bowl. So that's yeah. So that was kind of important. The classic man is a large bull animal. So, uh, but what's cool is, and this is you know th- those guys, the, the high end, they can make good money. The the rest, you know, you're 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 scrapping along. Their their purse for this weekend's event at the PBR Air Force Reserve Cowboys for a Cause event in Corpus Christi, Texas. The entire one hundred thousand dollar purse. The all the athletes got together and they're donating it to Kempo Silva's family, mm-hmm. and PBR will match that hundred thousand. And they've started a fan fund, and with the first hundred thousand of that 
will be matched. And uh, Ariat, mm. who's a sponsor, uh, a big sponsor of uh, PBR, has pledged another twenty-five thousand. All this going to cover, you know, the funeral costs and 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 put a put help his family. Uh, obviously take care of not. All this. Obviously, would never replace the life of a twenty-two-year-old. No, was lost, no. But. but it's like that. That's the stuff you kind of lo- you lose some of that perspective of that stuff that these guys literally are out there risking their lives. Yeah. So if if people want to. Uh, donate pbr.com and uh, it's the Amadou slash Amadou Memorial, but that's hard to spell. So just go to pbr.com and uh, you can make a donation. But I think that's very cool by PBR, by these writers who that's a real sacrifice for them. And uh, in terms of the money, not the, the life, that's a whole nother level. But I mean, I, I just thought, you know, sometimes there's yeah. some of that perspective in, in, yeah, that's uh, good. in all this where we're, we're joking around. And I thought that that was pretty cool. These guys are stepping up like Good so. for PBR. Good for Ariat. Ariat is that the name? Is that a belt? Yeah. I feel like it's a belt company, right? Or a hat? Boot? Maybe it's a boot. Maybe it's all the yes. above. I'm gonna look I that think, up. I think it's clearly yes. they're a sponsor of I'm ours. Bl- I'm blanking. Yes, they should be. So then I'm gonna say I'll it's boots. The, I think it's boots actually. I'll change the subject. Then is another interesting thing. We talk a lot about name, image, likeness. Pac-12 partnered with uh, Veritone. This. Uh, yesterday i think was the announcement where they're going to allow working through baritone they're going to be able to allow the athletes to combine with the partner brands from the conference and license the media content from pac-12 networks the streaming stuff the stuff that goes on pac-12 national channel or the regional channels all that stuff i think that's brilliant move by the pac-12 and um and this baritone is going to get a ton of good press out of it and probably some other business and i'm surprised that that hasn't happened from these other conferences of putting that in play because that's been the separator is where these these kids can wear their gear uh you know incorporate that in they're going to make a lot more more money and versus the states where they can't so what what is what is veritone veritone is a like a media workflow management like they can i think it's mostly that you could go through and find the clips and be able to get them approved and, okay. and download them for your media use for your uh for your ad campaign Interesting. And, you know, do all that kind of work. So, yeah, it is. Well, I, think I would imagine that won't see be a the bunch f- of schools. Of this kind, yeah, that, right? exactly. Yeah, that's smart. Josh, right. look like you had something to say. Oh, I was just going to say shout out Pac-12. I think that'll be a nice boon to their recruiting. And, I mean, surprised that other leagues aren't doing it, but it's the beginning of all this. So, you know, there'll be more. Well, this that to me is showing uh, some – you know, some savvy from the new commissioner, George uh, Klyavkov, that just started at the beginning of June, I think it was, June or July. He's not been on the job long, but he didn't come from college athletics. He came from MGM and gaming and 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 television and streaming and content production. So he, he's coming at this from a different angle. And, you know, maybe this is finally the Pac-12 get out of its own way and actually be leading on some of these things uh, at a critical time. It's going to be very interesting to watch that shake out. Yep. Uh, all right. Last topic, guys. I know you've been wondering, and then we got to let you go. The e-scooter championships. Uh, just uh, it was announced this week that H-E-L-B-I-S, Helbies, global leader in micro mobility, who just went uh, live. They're the first micro mobility company to go live on the NASDAQ is going to have three riders. I know. I know. They're going to have three riders in the e-scooter championships. It's official. They've made the announcement. It's going to happen. Uh, these races are going to happen in 2022. We will be there. Uh, in in cities not yet announced. Metropolis. Uh, three a lot? I heard- three seems like a lot. No. Three? Three racers? I don't know. Isn't there only eight total? 
racers. I There's going to no be idea. a lot of crashes. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to say it's not eight total. I don't know that we know a rule or a location or anything. No, I'm yet. pretty sure that they're going to be doing the inaugural event at Metropolis, just outside of Pleasantville. Just outside <laughs> in the, of Pleasantville. In the United States. In, mm-hmm. in the United States. On January 1st of whatever, 18 minus whatever year it currently is. That was yeah. beautiful. Beautifully done. All right, gentlemen, another great show. Chris, you were fantastic today. I just want to call you out Top and say Top player of the week. Notch. Without question, player of the week, Chris Hartwig. Top Chris. Uh, he's got a weird look on his face like he doesn't I, know what I'm talking about. I, I don't. I, I okay. can't process a compliment. Thank you. Well, that's all right. You don't I, I just I just like, do you guys, how cool would it be if St. Louis got a monorail? <laughs> <laughs> 